0: Almost all of us get stuck. Stuck is universal, irrespective of your intelligence. It's something like a discomfort or a psychological discomfort and ineffective strategy which is making us unable to progress. So the book we have, Anatomy of a Breakthrough by Adam Atler talking about the tools to navigate and overcome these challenges. It's something like Anatomy of a Breakthrough How to get unstuck when it matters the most and a mal-alter. Let's get started. So The first rule is that you will get stuck. So myth we have is that successful people are being lucky and they got no barriers, fewer barriers for successful people. But actually that is a myth. The focus more on barriers than blessings. That is our problem. If somebody asks you to be grateful you'll think that what should I be grateful for? People think their barriers are unique to themselves and uh, they overlook the challenges faced by the successful people because mostly the stories we tell about, say, Amazon or any other company. So we only talk about when they are successful. Amazon was being very struggling when we have a dot-com crash and all. Similar to every other individual, if you consider Elon Musk as a successful person, then he has having his bad times where he slept in that factory and all. So challenges are being faced are not being celebrated or not being rated. That's why we are not hearing it. So, first of all, uh, thank you for all the 2000 subscribers. It's not a big deal in YouTube, but uh, we have to just share our appreciation to all of you. So, we owe you and we that elevate a responsibility for us. Also, part of now as a value addition, you can listen to the same book summary while you are commuting over the metro or taking through the car because our current book summaries are available in almost all podcasting platforms like Spotify, Apple, Audible, Amazon Music, most of it. So I'll add the link in the description. Also feel free to just follow us and inspire us and motivate us if you want to get the latest books in the easiest summaries. So let's go detail into the current book. So chapter one, why getting stuck is inevitable. So The book talks about something called goal gradient effect. Which is something like we have a long goal. We somehow get stopped or stuck in the midway. It's like you are running a 1000 meter marathon and you are somewhere in the 500 meter and you are stuck somewhere. This is something applicable to almost all of the endeavors. Like charity, charity, if you are paying to charity or if you are spending on your health, diet, or debt repayment, or consumer decisions like purchasings and all everything. We are not able to cope up that level of long term vision. We are so myopic on a lot of things. So the solution what author is telling is narrow bracketing. Just make the goals into subdivisions or something like toilet, you split it into chunks. So most of the things like we have plateau effect, successful strategies. Something like saturation, most of the successful strategies get lose value like even the diet which is successful one time maybe failed the next time most of the time because there is some level of saturation and lose value. So Ebbinghaus which is famous for memory research and always told that we have to periodically revise the strategies that way we can get unstuck and explore on that. Chapter 2 keep going because there is another term, creative cliff illusion. We think that our creativity or its output decline over time. So something like that actually make us not to persist. But actually, creativity improve over time. That's how you should think. Like effort invested on creative pursuits actually compound. We usually underestimate the creativity of what we have. So instead of giving up, repeat the effort that actually will compound. Your best idea is not always the first idea. It actually has to be honed, improvised or whatever is that. Even the first musical piece of a composer is just a structure. What you are seeing it as a masterpiece is actually a result of multiple improvisations. So chapter three about traps and lures. So effective traps, like something like we actually feel not in trap, but actually we are stuck. People used to think that, okay, they are not stuck, but in essentially they are stuck somewhere. They're not able to make progress. So we try to make unintentional herd behavior. It's something like we try to just make something deviating from the norms. So pseudo-intelligibility trap like that. So we try to deviate from the norms, but in but in actual fact, we are actually coming back to the same thing. So the solution for that is something like a preventive maintenance from the engineering. If you follow like something, instead of just go to the stack, you just have to just preventive that issue like for example if it is an aircraft or anything else like a computer or a server whatever it is before the issue happen we just have to expect or forecast that one and fix the issue in advance. So something like that if you have a behavior you just have to reflect like what Steve Jobs look at the mirror or Jack Welch look at his things or do to-do list for the next year similar way. We have to reflect and reinvent and retrospect and introspect yourself. That way you can do some level of preventive maintenance and also managing the emotional response to make the breakthrough. Because how we emotionally respond to that is actually matters whether we stay in a trap or we get out of the trap. Somebody is giving you some breakthrough or some book is giving some idea to break through. If you are feeling ourselves that no we are not in that one then nobody can help us. That's the point. So chapter 4 about exhale. So instead of doing the maximum or the 100%, we have to think about like satisfying versus maximizing. You have to do what is just enough. Don't always think that it has to be perfect. So perfectionism is actually going to get stuck most of the time and we cannot get started with anything. So instead of focusing on perfectionism, you can focus on excellence and do the the least minimum or something like a Chinese philosophy or something talking about letting go, which is in the Eastern philosophy. Relax and work with the challenges and also you have to update your standards that way you can have a progress over time. So what do you make as a standard which actually somehow stay as a block? So if you have to revisit your standards and then relax and work through it just enough with excellence in mind, that can have a progress over time. Chapter 5, Pose Before You Play Lionel Messi, the famous footballer, he's been known for legendary feats in his Uh, career and all. But there is, in early his career, he was having a struggle to cope up with anxiety. Even he vomit in the field and all because he was not able to manage that anxiety. But what the messy, what you are seeing now is actually an evolutionary tweak. So exceptional talent actually involve evolutionary tweak than revolutionary tweak. So, as I mentioned, like Messi, if you look at how Messi is playing in the football field, he intentionally, in the earlier start of the match, he intentionally walk through the field rather than running. He don't push all his force on that. So, he just start with that. Because even whatever is the thing, even if you look at a cheetah as actually chasing a gazelle, It has a time limit up to which it can go through that speed. Even you think that the cheetah is the fastest animal in the world. It cannot run indefinitely. That peak performance have a time. So you have to conserve that for something. So Messi actually conserved that intentionally walk. That way, walking through it, adapting to the scenarios, he tried to cope up with that. Then he just be in the game. So value of slowing down than stopping entirely. If you just go and start doing a writing or a painting or whatever. Instead of just stop something, just pause and slow down. Let it play. So benefits of pauses during negotiations and all actually is very beneficial. We are not talking negotiation here. But even that slow stops or short stops is actually important. Also, acknowledgement of failure is also important for breakthroughs. Because that actually failure have a great lesson. Somehow, if we acknowledge that failure, we will learn from that and we will not repeat that. That's also important. So failing well. So anxiety has an impact on productivity and success, which is maybe natural. So the paradoxical solution is to for success is to become ease yourself. So something like failing well or if you are falling just fall on your hands something like that because it's something we call it hardship inoculation so we try to expose ourselves to hardship that way you can just increase your resilience like you have a, doing a push-ups or what or if you look at it in another way like the training for martial arts or military and all they get exposed to hardship so much so that you will get resilient about that so something like exposure therapy so you are just managing the fear by gradual exposure to that particular things that actually improve that breakthrough instead of so if you have a struggle in doing something just gradually expose to that stuck problem so just do something or if you have a problem in writing a book just write one page of a book or write half page of a book or write at least one sentence. So, you're gradually exposing yourself to get that anxiety which is actually limiting your productivity. Also, breakthroughs actually happens when individual limit their options. So, if you limit our options to what we can do, actually our mind will focus on the things and that way it will improve as well. So chapter 7 about friction, audit's is an art of simplification. So simplification, like Albert Einstein famously told, that everything should be made as simple as possible, but not simpler. So simplification is a great thing. The so process of simplification is something like maybe using algorithms, if it is something related, like repeated happening. Or it can be like, it can be an operational thing, or it can be something like a creative thing endeavor as well but friction audit identifying and addressing the friction points will actually help you to just simplify a topic like you have a complex topic just identify all the friction points if you address that then remaining will go in something like people usually instinctively we add complicated things then simplifying it if you have a Lego game and if you get stuck, people actually solve it by adding more blocks rather than removing a block. So embracing constraints is impo- helpful when you have uh, when you try to just simplifying things. Like Warren Buffett have a famous rule where twenty slots rule where. You have only 20 slots to invest. There is nothing more. So that actually limit our focus and limiting options, similar to what we discussed in the last chapter. And also, combining existing ideas will be helpful to improve or improvise the new idea. You don't have to start new. Thomas Edison famously told that I always start from where the last person stopped. So you can start even from someone else, top or where you stop, or you can combine two normal ideas to a unique idea. Chapter 8 about recombination and pivoting. Pivoting is also actually important when you have, follow the lean startup books and all, you will understand what it is talking about. So pivoting is changing, like most of the companies we know, like Twitter or any other thing, it was having something else, it changed to something else and all. So similarly, difference between being and feeling stuck that is two different things. If you are in stuck, that is a thing. but if you feel stuck that's a different different part. So lowering your standards of originality is actually helpful because nothing in this in this world or creative pursuits actually nothing cannot be called original as it is because it's always almost all the time or always, it is a combination of something old. Somebody is just polishing it, something old and making it. So there is something called cryptomeria, which is like forgotten memory about ourselves, and we mistaken the new ideas and all. We somehow just think about our same idea and think it as new ideas and all. So value of journaling is also helpful at tool because even big Like even Michael Jackson, sometime call 3 o'clock to his uh, manager or someone just to write a title or something about that. He told, why don't you call in the morning? Because you don't want to stop. Like whatever is happening, just write it. Almost all of these creative people like Da Vinci, Albert Einstein, Thomas Edison, they always all have a habit of note-taking. They always keep a notebook. Albert Einstein always have a notebook in his pocket because whenever an idea comes, that is actually a breakthrough. If you write it, that will actually look at it. Even if the notebooks of Edison have a lot of drawings, Da Vinci have the same thing. So you cannot always think that, okay, it is coming from my brain. That means it is always stay in the brain. No. Whenever something come up, just journal it. That will help. So also, there is a metaphor giving from golf, like relax the rigidity of originality or or something like similar what we're trying to tell in the martial arts and all. It's it called that like soft touch, like touch back and all, something like that. So that also will relax the rigidity of that originality. That also will help us to recombination and pivot it. You don't have to stick to what it is. You can just pivot and improve. And value of diversity, that's also important because if you think, especially when you're creative making, adding more people into the thought from, because all of the people are a product of diverse environment and every person is a project in itself. So when we are combining it, that is lot of experiences pouring into it. So you you cannot underestimate the effectiveness of that and that resulting strategies. So, chapter 9 about diversity and crowdsourcing. Similar to what we discussed in the last one. Human beings, we develop habits to simplify tasks. This is our brain's way of just making it more efficient. You are most of the time in autopilot when you are brushing, you are shaving, you are driving, most of the time. So, the diversity in habits is actually unique. It actually depends on the conditions where we live. As we mentioned, so diverse people is exploring the new strategies and all. So when we hit with a situation, that actually brings the hidden ideas to the forefront. So questioning the instincts and experiment with alternatives that actually get us stuck Or, or something like If Toyota have a similar way of looking at it, call five times you ask the question. Why, why, why? Which is also questioning the instincts. And whatever is coming up, you experiment with alternatives. So getting some idea and experimenting it is two different things. Implementation, experimenting will actually reveal something. Even you fail. As Edison mentioned, I just found 10,000 ways that doesn't work. So, chapter 10 about experimentation, same thing. So, importance of experimentation versus challenges. So, talk about an OODA loop. Maybe you know it. OODA loop means observing, orienting, deciding and acting. So, that's a different thing. You observe something, you orient on it, then you dis- or deciding it, what to act, then you act on that particular thing. So, you are somehow filtering to the most best. The importance of curiosity is also important in experimenting or key driver for creativity. When you get stuck, be curious on that. Curious on the output and instinct. That actually is a driver for creativity. If there is, because Albert Einstein famously told that I am not anything special. I am just passionately curious. That's what I am. So transition from experimenting to implementation is a key in just uh, getting unstuck. Exploring and exploiting. So as we mentioned, we most of the people if you look at it, they are only productive 20% of the time. So there is an 80-20 principle because we actually just go vast. You see like some people write great books, then after that they are not able to write more. So explore, exploit the distinction, say no and focus on something like it is something like what we call like what Steve Jobs have done when he come to Apple, he focus on what is the critical things in Apple, which is making that 80 percentage of the profit and he focus on that. Same like what Warren Buffett is doing, like it is more important to tell no or how to tell no than yes. So Pareto principle is 80-20 rule. It's something like it's also there is a danger in prematurely exploiting something. And we will not understand what is that 80 and 20 percentage of that. Another important thing is the role of serendipity. Most of the great experiments actually happen by serendipity means accidental discovery. So serendipity will be great in exploring and exploiting that process of success and recreating so just mind wandering for creativity that actually attract their serendipity and also those who withstand setbacks tend to outperform if you look at most of the companies you have there is an advantage of being staying there like you cannot beat a microsoft or a google now Because it has a long age of coming up to reach that one. Even you have a billion dollar now, you cannot have that learning curve of that. So that's why you cannot. So the time is something like the most careful resources what we have. So chapter 12 about action above all. So we try to consider action over thoughts and feelings because thoughts and feelings are something there. But until and unless we have action, there is no unstucking happening. So you have to act, actions actually change our self-perception also. So like you are holding yourself, you're fearful on something, you're stuck on something. If you act one time, that is actually proving yourself or indirectly teaching yourself that, okay, that is not that much worse what you think you're trying to improve. Also, micro-scheduling. It's something like similar to what we talk about initially about chunking and all. By micro-scheduling, like you try to break if you want to prepare for an exam, Instead of just spending five hours, just micro schedule it for 15 minutes, 15, whatever you do, it's not exam or anything else. Just do it small way that actually can compound or that actually will help you to just have a self-perception and improve that one. And also you can for sure naturally, you can automate lot of such unwanted things like Like what Steve Jobs used to have, that turtlenecks t-shirt. Like same way what we are using here, black t-shirts instead of colorful t-shirts and all. So you can remove all that unactionable things and then focus on something, micro-scheduling it and have a self-perception by action. That will be actually helpful to get unstuck. So that's an end of the book. Until we come across the next book, bye for now.